0: Welcome to Cowgirl Talk, where we empower you to live authentically through real food, real talk, and real life, brought together by our love of cows. We're your hosts, Emily, a farmer and rural-ish girly from Wisconsin. Haley, a food blogger and dairy farmer's daughter from New York.
1: And Emily, a dairy lover and personal trainer living in Florida hello and welcome back to cowgirl talk today is another girl chat talking all things relationship all three of us are in different stages of our long-term relationship so we thought that this would be a really fun topic and if you're a single girl and automatically thinking, okay, this episode is not for me. I don't want to listen. We really do think this episode can still be beneficial for you to really determine maybe what you're looking for or avoiding in future relationships. And so to get everything started, as always, we're going to dive right into the happy crappies. And as our creator of happy crappies, Shmem, what are your happy crappies from the week?
0: Uh, my crappy is if eye sound... You know, Emily, when you got back from World Dairy Expo and you had like the little crud situation going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my crappy eye. I had a sinus infection the whole last week, and it's just freaking foul. Disgusting. <laughs> so I had the crud as well. Um, but my happy is this upcoming weekend... So we record this on Wednesday. This upcoming weekend is my birthday weekend. So Monday when this comes out, it'll be after my birthday, but birthday weekend coming up, and I am excited for that. How old are you turning? 26. 26.
1: Y'all are babies.
0: Hey. <laughs> I, like, had a mental crisis, a uh, quarter-life crisis last year when I turned 25, and I feel like it's going to be the same when I turn 26. 26. I'm turning
1: 29, so it's not that bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just feel like there's just so much to figure out in life. Like, for example, the fact that I have to be on my own insurance now because I'm self-employed. Like, what the heck? I don't want to figure that out. I mean, I am figuring it out, clearly, because I need insurance, but yikes. Yeah, that bites. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I resonate. I just turned 26, too, and getting kicked off the the rents insurance is not fun. <laughs> no. Toss into the world. um So my happy is, well, I guess I'll reverse it. My crappy was on Monday. I was having, I call it an ugly day, but it's like a bad self image day. Um, I usually start my mornings at the gym and I was just not loving what I was seeing in the mirrors. It just happens. And I know, like, I know all the pep talk of like, no, you're beautiful, all that. Like, I understand that. But sometimes you just have a day where you're not feeling yourself. And I tell you what. It's because I haven't had a spray tan in a while, but this is re- all about real talk and I'm telling you that influences my mood so much and I get a spray tan. I'm like, oh never mind. I like and I'm better. <laughs> so that was that definitely like stuck with me throughout the day on Monday though. what it translates into my happy because I made the most insane cake for my father-in-law's birthday. I I swear, I just like baked my bad emotions into this cake and I just couldn't stop and it just kept like elevating and elevating. But it was apple cider with apple filling, caramel, like maple crumble, dehydrated apples. It was insane. I just went crazy with it, but I felt so much better afterwards. So (laughs) crappy turned into a happy.
1: It looked absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, It it was stunning. Would you believe it's gone? It's gone now already. I would have eaten
1: in one sitting so no I am totally not in shock of that but I don't have any fun food happier crappies this week but my happy is that my little brother my only brother but he is the youngest he moved to Florida officially this week and he's in West Jacksonville so he's about an hour or so away from me but it's much closer than Pennsylvania and so (laughs) I am so excited to finally have a shaw sibling in florida i've been soloing it down here as the only sibling for six years now so i'm just very very excited and i'll also get to see him for a Halloween weekend i'm excited to see what they dress up as but (laughs) (laughs) my crappy is not necessarily a, a terrible crappy but i just have been off my training grind a little bit and i really need to get some consistency back in this and i went for a run yesterday and it was really hard, and I felt like I was dying. So that's a sign. I need to get back into it, and I am going to. So it's a crappy turn into a happy of getting my shit together again. There you go.
0: But it's... it shows that you can do hard things, and you did it, and you accomplish it, and that's all
1: that matters. Kind of. I don't know if it was a great accomplishment, but yes, I did get it done. Got it
0: done. In the bank. You did it. Love it. Should we start talking about our relationship statuses.
1: I guess but so.
0: This fun topic of relationships.
2: This is, I feel like it's something everyone can relate to. Even if you are single, like you said, it's, you're still going to interact with people in life. And it's just fun to now reflect on, you know, where our dating timelines brought us to our current relationship. So I figured we do a quick like rundown synopsis of, where each of us are in our relationships. Um, So, I mean, Emily, you've been with your partner the longest. I think it makes sense that you dive in and you're kind of in the like last relationship stage to kick us off, too, and we kind of all just filter down from there.
1: Yes, that's why I thought it would be so fun to chat about relationships in this episode because I'm married, Haley, you're engaged, and then Emily, you're in a long-term boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. And so I think we can all bring a little bit of a different perspective. And for me, I have been with Ruben coming up on 10 years in January, right? It's crazy. Yeah, 10-year anniversary. It's a big one. But wouldn't you know, we've only been married less than a year. So I had to wait quite a while to Mm. do this final stage but our relationship it's always an interesting story and i love telling people they always ask how do you how did you meet because i'm from pennsylvania he's from georgia and so ruben and i actually that's my husband we met back in 2009 in california at junior Holstein convention and we actually met on the last night at the dance he came up to me and started dancing with me anyone who's been to a junior Holstein convention the dances are a big deal and so this little southern boy with flippy hair who I thought looked like Justin Bieber came up to me yeah he I always (laughs) called him my southern Justin Bieber and the accent definitely also brought me in and I think instantly I was like, oh, my gosh, this man is amazing. I love this man. And so <laughs> that's when we officially met each other. And we were, of course, in Pennsylvania and Georgia. And so we kind of on and off dated whatever you do in high school. You know, we kind of chatted. We kind of saw each other in at cow shows at different events. But we dated other people. And it wasn't really until officially my freshman year of college his senior year of high school because i am a year older (laughs) that we officially started dating and so we officially started dating technically i guess in january of 2014 and we were long distance for basically four years i mean we did college completely separate and so we did true long-term distance we would really see each other potentially cow shows events we would meet up a couple times a year in north carolina that was always fun we always met up in different spots and it was hard but we made it work and then when we both graduated from college and i graduated from penn state in may of 2017 that's when we decided i'm going to move to georgia his family has a dairy farm in georgia and so it just made a little bit more sense and moved to georgia we lived there in the shop right across from their parlor so little spot <sighs> right on the farm and then the following year 2018 we moved to florida and that's where we've been since and we got engaged Oh my gosh, when do we get engaged? In 2022 because then I guess we got married this past year. And so that's our story. That's how it all got started. And also just a fun fact. He's 100% Dutch. His family moved over. His parents moved over in the 90s from the Netherlands. And so I'm hoping his genetics bring some height to our future <laughs> kids cuz <'cause> my family <laughs> is such average height. We're I love my family, but we none of us are tall really.
2: I love how you call it average height. We're such average height people. I love that <laughs> uh, that's, great. that's such a like such a timeline of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like you all ex- like you both experienced so many different seasons to it of long distance and then living in Georgia, then living in Florida and that's a new place for the both of
1: you that's yeah crazy, and you stuck through it the whole time and navigate you. yes, a lot to navigate, and you are kind of in the uh, the next stage below I guess you could call it of now being engaged and this is also an episode because I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of y'all's relationships no. right and so this is fun for me to also get to learn about y'all and y'all get to learn about me right so Haley let's hear your rundown
2: yes so Connor my fiance um we've been engaged for a year and together for a little over three and a half, I guess now, which is crazy. We started dating um, literally right when COVID started. Like our first date was, everything was closed. Everything just closed down. So our first date was walking around a grocery store and we literally went and like looked at the toilet paper section because all the toilet paper was gone, like we wanted to see it for ourselves. But yeah, we couldn't get food anywhere. So we literally just had to buy food at a grocery store and that was your first date. So I kind of always just keep it on the 2020 COVID timeline. I feel like
0: like you going to a grocery store with a guy that was like so you Come on brand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Especially those Wegmans. Like Wegmans is iconic here in the Northeast. It's just, yeah, it's a whole new world. But yeah, I didn't hate it nonetheless. It was I've actually really enjoyed it. Um so yeah, Connor and I actually met on a dating app. We met on Hinge, which is a little unconventional, but also everyone uses them too so i don't know how unconventional it is but i guess I've um, been in a long-term relationship before connor and had gotten out of that and decided to give the dating apps a try and i think we were both on them for literally a day and i was hesitant to use them i was like hey i was like is this safe like i'm just expecting to meet a murderer on this for sure. Um, but immediately like going through his profile I was like, oh, you work for, at the time you worked for Cargill. And I was like, I know this person works for Cargill. And we like all, like he had cow pictures and we ended up knowing all the same people. And I was like, okay, and you have a dog. So this is safe, <laughs> this is legit. Um, So yeah, we he's uh, like four years older than me, but I don't know, we met and it just, there everything was like kind of closed. And so we just spent a lot of time together just doing, I don't know, going to state parks and not doing typical date things, but we really like bonded really quick. And our, um, relationship timeline, I feel like progressed really, I don't know when you just know, you know, and it was just, we hit it off right from the start and yeah, got engaged a year ago and we're in this season of being fiancés, and it's very fun. And right after getting engaged, we, um, like dipped our toe into wedding planning and, I wasn't a fan of it. And we'll go into this later, but I was like, this is really
1: intense. And I just,
2: (laughs) we're both in very hectic points in our careers too. So we're kind of just um, taking this time to figure out how we want this wedding and moment to look because it comes once in a lifetime. And we both, I think are kind of deep thinkers about stuff and take our time with it. So we're like, yeah, let's, we're going to do this once. Let's do it right in the way we want to and not get swept up in a timeline of things. So we are slowly just piddling around and figuring piddling, putting around,
0: <laughs> putting piddling around, putting same
2: thing. Yeah. Um what well, makes sense for us for marriage, but we're excited and love exploring different options. I don't know, there's so many different you're on TikTok, you're like, "Oh, you could do a wedding this way, you could do it this way, you could do it this way." At some point you just got to decide, but it's fun for now to be in the season.
0: I'm looking forward to being in that season. <laughs> yes it is Um, fun so Avery and I our story so similar actually to Emily Avery and I have known each other since 2014 I think um and our story is funny I think too as well and I love telling it because it's just I don't know very us so we met at an FFA field trip in high school I was a sophomore Avery was a senior and it was a field trip where like we were helping like lead kids around and we met taking the garbage back to the high school so <laughs> how romantic old... i know and avery's big old pick up truck um and so that's how we met and then we like went to football games together and stuff we started talking i actually in one of our youtube videos was like reading through our first dms to each other they're so funny but we would go to Culver's together, all the things, very, like, still us things that we do, and then one day, we were at Culver's, and cool. Avery decided to go leave with a different girl, and ghosted me, and didn't talk to me for a while.
1: Uh-oh, <laughs> called that. out. I know.
0: <laughs> we talk about it all the time. He claims that I ghosted him, and I'm like, no, I have a very distinct memory, <laughs> like, I know what booth I was at, Culver's, like, I know... Like Culver's is our place. And the fact that you did that to me there, so then we like didn't talk for a while. We still went to the same high school and everything. Um, would see each other at parties because we would host lots of parties or they would host lots of parties at their farm, you know, a little underage party situation. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So like we would see each other at parties and school and stuff. And I was really good friends or, and obviously still really good friends with his cousin and everything. Um, but just kind of went our separate ways, didn't talk as much. And then I dated another person and we'll get into it later, talking about dating in a small farming community, because <laughs> I have not left the small farming community in my dating experiences, um, but I was dating another guy. And then Avery and I, it was just it was not going to work out with this guy. I knew it wasn't going to work out. Um, and as things were ending there, Avery and I started talking again um just snapchatting talking he came down to madison a lot over the summer to visit me and my friends and like hang out and it took a while and i think this is foreshadowing too for like when the engagement thing will happen it took a very long time for him to ask Hmm. me to be his girlfriend like literally well what happened was he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend when we met up at the memorial union terrace down at uw madison which is like a very iconic place but he showed up and I had all of my friends there. And so then he checked him out and didn't ask me to be his girlfriend. And then later on, we were, like, at our college house. And I turned to him and I was like, so what is this? Like, I'm kind of over this, like, limbo situation. Like, let's put a label on it or be done. So oh, I put yes. a label on it. And here we are. I think that was five years ago, four or five years ago. So we've been together for a while, just not at that actual engaged level. But we... Have a dog together, we live together, we own a boat together, like we do all the things together, we even own a business together. So like I always say it's everything but the label that we have.
1: It seems so, and I think from how he got a little bit shy of asking you to be his girlfriend, I think it'll be a little bit of a more private engagement, which is not a bad thing. But I also love that point of you saying you're basically already doing everything that you would be doing on the next level and that was Ruben and I as well and so many people ask me oh what what feels different now that you're married I'm like not too much because we've been together so long and we've done a lot of the same things but it's still amazing and of course i still follow through with it but it's just funny that you were in a similar situation if we're already doing all the things now it's just taking the next step and also if you're planning a wedding spending a lot of money to do so
0: right Yeah, and it's, I think we'll talk about it later, too, but we've had, like, judgment from our small farming community, too, from people, too, of, like, the fact that we own a business together and we're not married, or it's now a joke between us, but we'll say, like, his fields that he owns are my fields, not his fields, but it's a joke because people keep asking us about it or, like, saying things about it, and so now it's, like, everything's mine, is what we say, so just, like, fuel the fire, basically, (laughs)
1: Just yeah, feeding into the small town gossip. It's
2: just so different. how relationships, I think, have evolved really rapidly from generation to generation of you. I feel like my impression is you meet someone like my grandparents or my parents you meet someone, you get engaged and then you get married and then life changes drastically in this new season of marriage of living with someone and every, like you said, all the things that come with it and I don't know. I think it just works for our generation. This is, we figured out what works for us.
1: And I do like that. Well, and I guess this is different for everyone, right? Because I can't give too many crazy stories because I've been with Ruben so long and honestly almost like half of my life. But I do think it's important to be able to spend time in different stages to really get a feel for each other. And I know everyone of course has a different opinion and that's okay. And you know, that's respectable, but I do like, again, being able to get to know each other before jumping into something so serious and so long-term so you know hey is this going to work out before making that commitment and it potentially turns out a little bit different down the road and who knows you could take all the time in the world and it still maybe doesn't work out down the road but i like that more people are kind of waiting to live their life as individuals and also together before diving into the pressures of what society deems as a normal standard relationship absolutely
0: And, like, don't get me wrong, I would love to be engaged right now. I think I literally bring it up to Avery all the time of, like, (laughs) it's looking very empty. But I also understand that, like, it's a decision between the both of us. And there's different factors that we all have, both of us have in our external lives, too, that help factor into that decision. And it'll come, but it's just we're all at different stages, too
2: engagement itself has evolved because it used to be and i can say back in the olden days not the 90s but <laughs> the legitimate olden days um it's like okay you're chosen like the woman you have been chosen you are now betrothed and it's like oh he picked me like he asked like that active like proposal and now it's like you said it's an ag- agreement a decision two of you come together on like we are ready for this next stage and right <laughs> but yet our society still kind of clings on to like this they have to come and ask when it really was because women would just be waiting to be picked to be a spouse. Right. So right. weird. Well, so
0: bizarre. Emily,
2: you can talk about long distance. I mean, moving from family to, for, to be with your partner, for anyone listening that is going through long distance or is maybe faced with the prospect of long distance or, Maybe they're ready to take the next step and go be with that partner and leave family what what can you speak to to, on that
1: yeah and this is a fun topic to talk about because i think technology has made it much more available to have these long distance relationships and i know back in the day or whenever it was before this kind of access to technology people still did that but today it's just again much more accessible you can meet anyone from just about anywhere and start a relationship in that way And for us, and for me, there were, of course, lots of hard times. I mean, we're both young kids in college and there were plenty of potential arguments or plenty of times we maybe didn't communicate clearly. But I think what really helped me is recognizing that, okay, we can make this work and I'm going to miss him physically of not being able to be together. Or, you know, oh, it's too hard. I'm just gonna throw in the towel. I'm still going to miss him, right? From then not being together. And so that was a question and kind of a thought process that helped me. And maybe Ruben had the same one. I don't know, (laughs) I didn't ask that, but something that helped as well is really just making sure you still take that time for communication clearly, whether, and outside of just texting, right? FaceTime with each other, call each other, really still get to talk to each other, ask about each other's day and really just show that you're still interested, show that you care. And even if it's just sending, you know, cards, if it's sending flowers, those were things that helped us. I would like to send him little gift packages for his birthdays or for Valentine's Day. And I was in college. So these were not impressive things. I mean, it was these cheesy, I remember one Valentine's Day. I think it was cheesy heart boxers. I think I sent some Reese's a handwritten note inside a card, but just really trying. And everyone shows affection differently, right? Like some people aren't gift givers. That's fine. But just going out of your way to still make the most of what you can, where you can. And then when it stopped turning into long distance, it turned into another version of hard, right? Because, okay, now I'm not long distance with Ruben anymore. I moved to Georgia. And I also have to say, I'm so blessed to have an amazing family in law. And I thought that was normal. I know not everyone has that dynamic though. And so for me, I'm just very lucky and it really helped make the move that much easier. Okay, I'm moving to my other family. That is just amazing and really welcomed me with open arms. But even still then, I was creating a long distance relationship with my family and friends in Pennsylvania. And that was really, really hard. And it's hard for anyone, I would think, to move away if you have that close relationship with family and friends. And it's literally just everything you're used to for your entire life up to that point. And so in that first year, honestly, even in the first year or two, and honestly, even a couple of years, kind of like we talked about last week, right? When me trying to find my career, I fell into a little bit of the why me mentality. And I actually just learned a little bit more about masculine versus feminine energy. So I was in my wounded feminine era and it was... I had to be really intentional of not being resentful towards Ruben. And I think honestly, I probably was for the first year, maybe even like a little bit after that, because I moved away from everyone. I know I couldn't really find a job that I loved and Georgia is much different than Pennsylvania. Right. And so Ruben's amazing. He was amazing. His family was amazing. Of course they still are. But internally I was like, I gave up so much for this and now life's not working out how I wanted. And so What really helped make that transition is, of course, being open. I'm a crier. I'm emotional. But you have to share that with your partner. You have to have those open conversations and not try to have it be an attack on the other person. So having the conversations and also owning your decision. I chose to move to Georgia, and then I chose to move to Florida with Ruben. If I didn't want to, I didn't have to. And so it's also taking responsibility for that and taking responsibility for, okay, again, I made these decisions and yes, it's hard, but I have to own that and it's okay to feel the feels, but you can't take that out on your partner when again, you made that choice to do that with them. So those are some of the things that helped me and even still, I get homesick, but also in our long-term relationship or long distance, I can communicate with my family in a lot of different ways and I think it really just makes you grateful for the time that you do get with those people. That was a little bit long-winded, sorry. No. I love no, I was- transparent
2: and honest with your feelings you were about like this and that has to happen you have to like break down your ego a little bit to recognize what are the true feelings you are feeling so that you can address them so that you said you can communicate them to to Ruben to your partner on like this is how I'm feeling how can we work this out to get me in a better place
0: yeah I was actually going to ask you like I didn't want to put you on the spot of like walking us through a scenario, but then you kind of did walk us through a scenario that worked out perfectly. I think that's some really good advice.
1: Yeah. And it, I want to say as well, it doesn't just automatically get to that point, right? We've definitely improved upon our communication and I even think maybe within the first year or so there are probably a few times that we're like, this is it. Like I'm moving back, but it, it grows, right? And you have to be able to be open and recognize that. And even still, I think there's always room for improvement in our communication and how we go about these things but also I think it has to do a lot with yourself and your own growth and really recognizing where my feelings coming from and again just kind of taking responsibility for all aspects of life personally can also then help your relationship so that's my kind of a fun difference or tidbit of my relationship but Haley now we can put the spotlight on you (laughs) and as you are as we talked about engaged and kind of in this next season of okay you get to enjoy the fiance season being engaged, but I'm sure internally you're feeling the pressure and maybe from other people as well. Now being in that wedding planning stage and also just the pressure of that. And I would love to hear kind of how you're handling that or tips to anyone who's maybe taken an untraditional timeline with it.
2: Yeah, it's bliss. And also I might say a little bit of annoyance is the only word I can think of. Um, I truly love being engaged to Connor and I'm just he is truly just the perfect match for me and I sound cheesy but like soulmate is the best way I can describe it and I appreciate that term so much more because we're both transplants to where we live here in northern New York I grew up three hours from here he's from Connecticut and we both wound up here and somehow ended up crossing paths at the perfect timing so like I truly believe God had his hand in that and that we should be together and that's all the affirmation I need and like you said Relationships go through hard times and struggles, but it's, um, like deciding, okay, this is the person I'm willing to work through these with. Um, yeah, we've been engaged for a year, which is typically it's like, okay, the wedding should be around the corner and there's not a like family event or any person that I'm catching up with that doesn't ask like, when's the wedding? Like, have you guys thought about it more? When's the date? And that came like day one after being engaged to, and it bothers me at some points because sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I'm doing this wrong or maybe I'm like robbing myself of an experience of a true bride, but it's really this, I'm thankful for the season because it's caused us to reflect on who we are as a couple and what's important to us and what makes us happy. And you can compare yourself to one or any couples, like with anything, your career, how you look, everything. And it's no different with weddings of, well, And feeling discouraged well they got married at this time or or whatnot and you just have to recognize that this is a ceremony for the partnership for the rest of your life and you want it to be special and do it the way that represents you both as a couple so yeah i say bliss but also annoyance maybe because the annoyance comes from everyone asking so it's good-hearted but it's also like well i know when we do it too it'll be more private because that's again, reflecting who we are as a couple. So it was easy to get swept into, okay, get on the not website and the dress, the flowers, the vendors, all that. And I was like, this feels not me. Like I had I this, like I thought it would feel different and why does it feel this way? But when I started like really in on things that would make me happy and what reflected us I was like, okay, this just feels right for us. So really just have to stick to your budget, your guns, everything on, what's important to you, and having your loved ones
1: there to, to see it. I love that you are sticking to your guns on it because I just got married this past March. And luckily the people in my life, no one's trying to tell me what to do or to push about Of course, everyone can give suggestions, but there are so many ways to go about getting married. You can elope, you can plan an elaborate wedding, you can spend so much money. You don't have to spend any money. And when people have asked me for advice, they're just like, what's your tip on planning a wedding? it's remembering that the wedding's for you. There (laughs) are going to be family members and friends that have their own thoughts of what you should or shouldn't be doing, but it's not celebrating them. It's celebrating you. And you know, you're the one planning the wedding. You're the one probably spending the money on it, putting the stress and putting the time into it. And so I think it's just so important. Like you said, Haley, to recognize what do we want as a couple and how can we stay true to ourselves on this because again if you're going to drop a lot of money on it you want to and even if not you want to make sure you're doing it in a way that's true to yourself and the people that disagree with that they'll get over it yeah
2: I think like the best advice I've been given and it came from a bridal gown lady that was helping me try on dresses and I loved it and it's like everyone has a moment, whether they realize it or not, of their wedding day. Like, a specific moment that you envision that you can see, whether it's cutting the cake, you walking down the aisle, like, something that you can see. And it's, like, holding on to that moment and developing and creating things that will get you that moment, rather than worrying about, like, an Instagram photo of the perfect flowers and how it's, like, almost feels, like, competitive at times, too, on Instagram of who has the best wedding or, or whatnot. So it's just... I want to be an old lady and reflect back on that moment and know that I created that moment. So I'm taking my time to find that
0: moment. (laughs) I think another thing too, while it's obviously a very important day is it's one day out of your entire lives and you are, the whole point of getting married is because you are spending, and I'm saying this as somebody who's not engaged or married, but (laughs) the whole point of you guys being married is that commitment that you're going to spend the rest of your life together and this is something that avery and i talk about too is like we're still committed to each other and it's about that commitment you're celebrating your commitment you're not just having a party
2: right yeah and i guess the last thing i'll say too is i really enjoyed transitioning like my thought process of being a fiance as a season of wedding planning because i think it's more than just wedding planning this is a transitional season you're in to transition you into a very big chapter of marriage. And, like, the best quote I've heard is You don't pick up like tennis if you've never played tennis before and just expect to be like amazing at it your first day or watercolor painting or whatever. So, why is it any different than marriage? Shouldn't we practice? Shouldn't we? perfect and work on things to be good at it to set us up for success and that's this is a great season to do that to understand your partner's love language, to understand their personality traits like that is the best relationship advice is Connor and I took personality tests for our careers in sales and now I understand he's very direct and he knows I'm very hypersensitive so when he's talking to me very like bluntly don't get my feelings hurt he's just trying to get his point across because that's how he communicates and he knows when he talk to me to flower it up very sweetly because I'm a very sensitive person and you avoid so many arguments that way. So it's just a really nice season to better understand your partner and to look forward to a life ahead of a happy marriage.
1: Well, and (laughs) Emily, yeah, I was going to say Emily now is waiting for that season of life that Haley is kind of in right now. And, I can feel that, as I would have gotten engaged to Ruben years ago. Mm. And it doesn't mean, again, you're still not enjoying your relationship and making the most of it. And Emily, you are someone who really seems to stay true to herself. But even with that, of course, there's always a question of what's next or when are you taking this next step? And so I would love to hear how you kind of manage that or how you navigate that in this season of life.
0: So I've been thinking as you guys were talking, and especially, Haley, as you were talking, is I feel like although Avery and I don't have the relationship status or the label as fiance or engaged, we are very much in that same, Haley, as you're talking about, you're like, you're learning to set yourself up. Like, I feel like we're very much in that season too. Um, there's different things going on in our lives that have impacted, I think, how we view relationships, Avery and I. Um, It's something we've evolved and grown and learned of, like, when we're facing an issue in a relationship or facing something, like, we're facing it together. We're not facing it apart. And so we, I don't know, we've definitely had a lot of different growing stages in our relationship. And I think when we get asked the question of what's next, it's like, it's going to come. There's also different things that we're working on. Like I'm building businesses. We're building a business together. We are in a very busy season of our lives. Like there's just other things that I think not come as priorities over us because we are each other's priority, but it's just not that thing that's happened yet. And I do always joke when people ask me like, oh, why aren't you guys engaged yet? I always say, I don't know, ask him.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think the common thread with all three testimonies we've shared is the questions will never stop coming. For you, it's when are you going to engage? For me, it's when's the wedding date? For you, Emily, it's probably when are you having a baby? Kids. Like, and it's just society is so hyper fixated on the next thing. And I think we can see past that. If others can see past that, you can learn to just relax into your lifestyle. And
0: enjoy it. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to touch on with this well there's two things one is that sometimes people put me in the place of like a farmer girlfriend like I'm the farmer's girlfriend and that's something I just don't vibe with I and (laughs) I'm sure this will ruffle some feathers I'm just like in a feather ruffling situation this week I feel like but um I and the reason I was trying to figure out the best way to articulate it and I think for me the reason that I don't vibe with it is the fact that like yes, I'm dating a farmer or eventually, yes, I'll be married to a farmer, but that's not my identity. My identity is me. And it just happens that I'm married to a farmer. Like if I'm married to an engineer, I'm not like, oh, I'm an engineer's wife. You know, I don't know. That's probably going to ruffle some feathers. But I think knowing who I am and I'm also obviously I'm involved in agriculture and a lot of it has to do with being through like their family farm and being involved in their family farm. However, I still would be involved in agriculture, even if it wasn't for him, maybe in a different capacity, obviously, but like I'm not, my sole identity isn't that.
1: Yes. And I love that you brought up the comparison to other careers because you're so right in terms of I've never heard someone say, I'm a mechanic's wife or I'm an engineer's wife. And maybe there are people who introduce themselves like that. And I think there of course, there of course is nothing wrong with being proud of your partner's profession. But I think it is also so important, like you said, Emily, to make sure that we are still keeping our own identity and knowing that we are still as well bringing value to the operation as well to say, okay, I'm more than just a wife, a girlfriend, a fiance, but I'm bringing a different set of skills and values to this and providing in my own way. And you really get to keep your own identity in that. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. If you want to, you know, lump yourselves together, that's all right, too. But Emily, I love your take on that.
0: Well, and, like, I don't judge anyone who labels themselves as that. I think you have to label yourself as whatever makes you happy. And for me, it doesn't feel right, sit right, to call myself that. Um, But if people do label themselves as that, like, I'm so happy you're happy with that label. I'm not. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about was dating in a small farming community, because I think there will be some other girls that listen to this that live in small farming communities. And... I think with that, you have judgment from others. Like I alluded to earlier, it's like people judge us for, if I say, for example, the field at our house, I say our field and people are like, oh my God, Emily, you don't own it. It's not your field, but it's like, you don't know the intimate, and I guess this relates to any relationship, but you don't know the intimate conversations and the decisions that we've made in the private and like what we talk about, like you don't know. That. and so I just feel like there's so much judgment in small farming communities too when it comes to different relationships and things and I think just my advice with that is stay to tr- excuse me stay true to your relationship and focus on you and your partner and what makes you two happy and what works for you and again there's going to always be people talking but they're not intimately involved in your relationship it's you and your partner It's
2: always going to be haters.
0: Yeah. Hater's going to (laughs) hate.
2: Always going to be haters. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's neat to hear all of our perspectives and we, since we've been in relationships for, you know, a decent amount of time, all of us, uh, we thought it would be fun to put on our socials, a question box and have you guys respond to some red flags you've seen either in the dating world or just that you see watching Netflix. Love is blind. Any red flag you pick up in the world, um, to submit them to us. So, we're going to go through some of them. Um, Emily, first, what are your your own red flags?
1: Shmem or Emily? Emily. Okay. So, as you all know, there are two Emilies on this, which yeah. is the most amazing name. So, I love that so much. But again, I feel like I can't bring anything super exciting, which is not a bad thing. But I've been dating Ruben for so long. And before then, I had like one other boyfriend. And I dated him my senior year of high school. And I guess my red flag is he cheated on me right before prom. And honestly, I even forgot that this happened because in that situation, right away, like the day of, he let me know what happened. We talked about it. It was okay. We moved on, broke up before I went to college, but you know, even the fact that it happened red flag, but it also goes to show that you're going to deal with shitty situations and shitty people in your life, but you're eventually and maybe very quickly going to move on and kind of forget that it even happened. Mm-hmm.
0: It's shitty in the moment, but not shitty forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shman, what about you? What's your red flag? My red flag, again, going back to dating in the small farming community is the fact that I feel weird like talking about some of these because I'm like, people who listen to this that are from Sauk or from where I live, will know what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about. But my high school boyfriend slash beginning of college, I went to college maybe a half hour away from here and he never visited me in college. And that is a red flag because one, we live so close. Like I would come home every weekend and this is something I actually regret a lot is I would come home every weekend to see him and he never came down to Madison to visit me. And like, that's just not a fun situation, especially when... It's one thing I feel like if you go to college 12 hours away or something, like obviously depends on your situation if you can make it work, but it was a half hour away.
2: It's the effort for me.
1: Yeah. It (laughs) needs to be 50-50.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say I, again, I had to dig deep too, back into the slumps of the dating world because I've been in just like perfect man bliss for so long, but, uh, (laughs) a big red flag if they don't like dogs, I'm sorry. Agreed. Like what? that's that's like uh, what's wrong with you yeah i guess a more serious one is like someone that always plays the blame game like it they always have to it always has to be someone's fault even if it's not you what if it's like the waiter's fault or like the person in the drive-thru or the person to call you off like they always have to find someone to blame and that's icky to me like it does sometimes it can just be a bad situation and you move on from it but someone they have to find the blame
0: for someone i also feel like very what you just said of like how they treat waiters and how they treat other people i think that's such a telling thing is like how they react or how they interact with those people or just anyone in general like say you're at the grocery store and how they respond to the person checking you out and stuff like
1: if they're icky to them no thanks yeah Yeah. it's like bully behavior is not okay (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay some we were submitted to us um my boyfriend was tracking my location red flag
1: mm, i guess for this it there's a few things for me do they know that they're tracking the location because if Ooh. you're both like hey we're gonna keep each other safe for going out whatever then it's okay if they're trying to do it in secret a little bit creepy and also i guess maybe how long have they been together if it's been a really long time i don't know if it necessarily makes it okay if they still don't know but yeah. if it's been a super long time But if it's a right away thing of, like, you don't know, we're very new to this, then it's super-duper creepy to me.
2: Yeah, and just, like, insecure. They want to know where you are. You know what I mean? What's going on? That's, yeah, red flag if you don't know for sure.
0: I was going to say the only reason I ever want Avery's location is if I – he needs me to bring something to the field and I don't know where he is. There you go. But – Right. If I'm bringing him food or something or if I have to bring him a part then it's helpful to have his location so I can just know where to go. But I also feel like that to dive a little bit deeper into it is like, where's the trust? Yeah. If they have to try. And I understand sharing location for safety. Like all my friends from college, I still have their locations because we shared our locations with each other for safety. And yes, I will still go on there sometimes and see what they're doing right now because I just want to stay up to date on my friend's lives. But It's a trust thing with a partner, too. If you are immediately like, I need to know your every location, and they're not comfortable with you just saying what your location is, they, like, need to have it on their phone. Like, ugh, icky. Yes. Red flag. Uh,
1: Couples that have to be in constant communication. I feel like I kind of... I don't want to say I felt guilty to this, but when Ruben and I were in a long distance relationships in college, we kind of texted all the time, but eventually I started to get tired of that. And so yeah. I was like, we do not need to be in the constant communication. So I think for me at starting point, you know, you're kind of in the honeymoon phase, the love at first sight, all the blissfulness. But I think you should also remember later on that y'all need to be your own people too.
2: Yeah. I don't know. This might be a naw for me because I think... I don't know if it's out of an insecurity or like a hyper worried situation that I always need to talk to you, but I think a sustainable relationship will build their own cadence of when you talk in the day, when you don't. But I guess okay, maybe a red flag because it's like you don't, I don't know, a phone call at the end of the day if you're apart. But
0: yeah, I was gonna say I feel like it depends on the situation because if you. I feel like in the beginning of the stages, like you're saying beginning of the relationship, you're in that honeymoon phase where you're like, I just want to be constantly talking, which I don't think is unhealthy. I think it's just, as you were saying, Haley, as you continue on with your relationship, you find that cadence of when you talk. And for some people, maybe it does like work the best for them to have constant communication. I think Avery and I, when we first started our relationship, we definitely would talk more, even just snapchats because now I'm like, you. I hated that. We Snapchat it all the time and did text, but whatever. But, like, so- now we'll call each other in the middle of the day sometimes just to check up on each other, especially right now during harvest because we're so busy. But, like, maybe it's a call to check up, a 30-second call, and then you talk when you get home. But I think, like you said, everyone finds their own cadence. But if it's, like, five years down the road or whatever and you're just constantly talking, if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it like works for person- you if you don't like
1: it like yeah also on that quickly if you only communicate through snapchat red flag if you are (laughs) still an adult and you only text or snapchat someone yes you need to learn how to take a phone call coming from someone who is literally so so scared of making phone calls even now i don't love phone calls but you need to learn how to communicate like an adult with your partner
0: yeah i love phone calls i can't believe you don't like phone calls
1: I'm a weenie sometimes. <laughs> I
0: like I would FaceTime people all day long if I could while like doing my other things. Like I just like well granted I'm always by myself, so I feel like I just like talking to people. But yeah, the whole if you if a guy only wants to Snapchat you, red flag, please move on. I think I'd rather have like
2: quality over quantity, and maybe that's a personal preference, but I'd rather like not talk all day and then have like a quality c- phone conversation than texting mm-hmm. about shit all day. It's like this is dumb. <laughs> Agree. Okay, so let's transition to our for the girl series, how to keep it spicy. We're all in long-term relationships and I think we all want like all of us wanted to collectively make it known that it's okay for your relationship not always feel new, exciting like um that all comes with it being brand new and then the honeymoon stage, but eventually you kind of this is a thing where you run into like roommate syndrome, where you share a space with someone, it's things become mundane, work is crazy and stressful. Um, that just happens to everyone. That's just two, that's two human beings doing life in a shared space. That's just what happens. Um, but we wanted to give some tips on um, like how to keep it spicy. And we all collectively kind of said date night and maybe some seasonal date night ideas we could share. Um, mine was I love doing like a date night, and this doesn't require a lot of spending of money, is why I like it. Um, and I'm a foodie, but creating a date night at home, like picking genre or culture or whatever, whether it be Italian food, like go all in, get pick up a bottle of wine, pick up tomatoes, make your own spaghetti sauce, play Frank Sinatra Italian cooking music, and go all in, or French music, or do Mexican food and margaritas at home, and go all in with the vibe. I Love that. It's it's more fun than you think.
1: <laughs> I want to be invited.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Same.
1: Uh, it's a good time. I feel like a girl's night with that
0: too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are your guys'
1: uh date night suggestions? We're going to a Halloween party this weekend. So I think it's also on that of just being goofy with each other, stay in your silly goofy <laughs> moods, and just still don't forget to have fun and flirt with each other. And again, just be your goofy selves around each other and Again, whether it's trying out new things or making what you already do and putting a twist to it, right? Because like you'd said, a lot of us have been together for quite a while and I think we think it always has to be new and sexy. But even if it's just putting a new spin on it, if it's letting your partner decide the date night and being completely surprised, those are some things that can work and if you're able to um have some getaways it doesn't have to be anything big or expensive but if it's like having a day trip to the state local park and taking food and doing a picnic right just finding new things that y'all can do together that you know keeps it fun and spicy Spicy, love it
0: this is not an original idea of mine i got it from tiktok but this couple they do it every month and i don't think we could do this every month just because of what We all have going on in our lives but every month they each of them plans a date night and one of them plans a date night in and one of them plans a date night out and then they all flip-flop every month and i just think that's such a good idea too because going back to like you don't need to spend so much money on a date night like you can at home even if it's like making dino nuggets and mac and cheese and then watching a disney movie together like that's still a date night and it's still having fun together um then obviously i feel like i should talk a little bit about if you are a girl that is with a farmer and how to keep it fun still during harvest um i work during harvest in our grain facility and avery is obviously farming and combining and stuff and so our time that we see each other is very very minimal like there's actually most nights that he gets home before i do um so whoever gets home first will start making dinner and then literally all we do right now is we just have a show that we're watching together and we watch because by the time we get home, we're yeah. just like over talking to people over things like we're just ready to decompress. So somebody makes dinner or we make dinner together and then we have a show that we watch together and then we go to bed and that's what the season of life that we're in right now. And that's what works. And then as we, as we go through different seasons, things will change. But if you are somebody who's not working during harvest, go ride in the tractor combine there's ways that you can spend time together without getting into that harvest rut of your relationship
2: yeah I think it's just like the act of being intentional even if it's like two seconds of just stopping what you're doing and taking time to write a nice text of like I'm thinking of you appreciate everything you're doing love you like that's you're being intentional to let them know that they're love. even if you don't yeah. have time to go on date but something
1: small I was going to say that as well, because I know we're all busy ladies, but we're not parents. And I know as parents, it's probably even not probably it is more chaotic and it is extremely busy. And I love that more women and parents are being honest about kind of what that transition looks like. And I think I would love to hear feedback from any of the moms or dads listening to this, how y'all keep it interesting and spicy. But again, I think it can just be so helpful to be intentional of when you have that time together, especially now with our phones and social media, it can be so easy to, oh, we're going on a walk, we're watching TV, or we're eating dinner together, but we're both staring at our phones and we're not actually together. And so I think that's important as well to note of just really making the most of your time together, being present with each other. And again, continue flirting with each other, compliment each other. And as I I talked about this earlier, but as I just learned a little bit more about masculine and feminine energy, everyone's a little bit different. So just being open with your communication and how you like to be communicated with and how you like to, whether it's like delegating tasks or asking things, I think it's so important to have those open conversations to make sure that you do stay in that attractiveness to each other as well of like, hey, we don't just want to be roommates for the rest of our life. Making sure you're doing things and communicating in a way that. Allows you to remember, like, oh, like we're attracted to each other, and things like that. Love it.
0: I always have Avery when he leaves for work. I always yell at the door. I'm like, "Shake your booty!" And then he like does a little dance for me, and that's just like my favorite way to start our day. He's probably gonna be embarrassed that I said that, but <laughs> that's fine. I did want to say one thing too is I listen to the Jay Shetty podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while. I don't know if you guys have. But he has a book called The Eight Rules of Love, and he I bought it. I haven't read it yet, so maybe we'll revisit this. Maybe around Valentine's Day, we can talk yeah. about love again. But um, I got his book, and I recommend listening to his podcast. He just talks about relationships in a very interesting way. He used to be a monk for people who don't know of him, and so it's just a good resource if you are looking for something like that. But I think we should dive into our hot take of the week because – This is going to come out the day before Halloween, Monday after Halloween weekend. So our hot take is, what is your Halloween costume vibes? Like, are you sexy? Are you funny? What's the situation? Like homemade costume
2: or store-bought? What's the vibe? What's the vibe for you guys this year? Or usually?
1: I am typically a a funny gal. I dressed, I guess, I don't even know if it was sexy. I thought it was sexy at the time. Freshman year of college, I dressed up as a a sexy cow. Basically, you know, it was shorts and a bra painted in dots and I was a sexy cow with our barnyard animals. Otherwise though, I've always just leaned into very lazy outfits. So I guess I would turn more into the funny side of things or the chill kind of side. And for this weekend, leaning into that, so many people on TikTok freaking tell me I look like Amanda Bynes in her you know not crazy era and so I'm doing Amanda Bynes and she's the man for my Halloween weekend because I'm just going to lean into it and my wig arrived and it's called anxious teen wig so I don't know the <laughs> name of it but I, I'm leaning into it
2: I'm so excited to see it and I know I- shared that to your story so that's what you're gonna do i love that movie this is been so great and i still think ruben should be du- duke or cena
1: i'll try my best <laughs> to convince him
0: Shem, what's your vibe? i i don't get super into halloween i think i'm just like not creative enough with costumes truthfully this year we're going to the badger game on saturday and it's a uh, which is like halloween weekend whatever and it's a night game, so we're not going out to the bar or a party or anything. We're just going to the Badger game. So I'll probably wear something cow print ish and call it the Wisconsin something or other. I don't know. Last year we were um Avery was a tacky tourist and I was a cheetah or leopard. I can't remember what print it was at the zoo. Actually we were, um, what's that Netflix show that was really big in the pandemic? joe exotic yes tiger we kid. were we were kind of spinning off that oh my gosh so i was a big cat and then he was like wearing a big cat rescue shirt um <laughs> but other than that like i just throw together something that i randomly find in my closet and i'm like all right this will work so i don't really have a great vibe for halloween yeah. but what about you Haley?
2: I think my vibe has always been like same of oh, I'll do like a homemade costume. And then I'm over underwhelmed about how it turned out. It's like, what did I expect? Because I didn't like buy one. And I think it's, um, I was Kesha in college. So that's probably like as sexy as it got, but like you're in upstate New York and end of October, it's freezing. It's like, you're not going to be a Miami girl.
0: <laughs> Same with Wisconsin. Like old, you're just not going to be as cute as you could be. Yeah. One this- year in college, my two roommates and I were salt tequila and lime. And I think that was probably my favorite costume because I love tequila. That's awesome.
2: Connor and I are Kennedy this year. And it's like a blonde couple's moment to shine because his hair is like blonder than mine. So this, this is our year. The Barbie what- movie.
1: I want to know what you dressed up as last year, Haley.
2: Um, I'll tell you off the pod. <laughs> she
1: was sexy last year. She just doesn't want to talk about it.
2: I think, yeah, I was um, Hooters' waitress for our album
0: pretty.
1: That's party. <laughs> fine. Woo-woo!
2: Yeah. Served up some
1: cheeseburgers.
0: You know, we're <laughs> young. We can dress sexy if we want.
1: It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And-, and even if you're older listening, you can dress sexy then, too. Yes. yes.
0: Yes. I've never been to a Hooters,
2: but I watch the so much, and Michael Scott always goes to Hooters, so I think that's where the inspiration came from. <laughs> Uh, great love it this was a fun episode i love diving in all things relationships this is definitely more of a girl chat um but yeah
0: thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe like us follow us all the things leave us leave a review and then yes and then as um we mentioned earlier we will also we share hot takes on social media so we want your feedback on the hot takes in the comments on there And then also we share the question of the week. So, for example, this week when we say, how do you keep it spiced in a relationship, we'd love for you to go find our social medias and comment on there. So we can have kind of just like a, a train of advice for the girlies. But thanks for listening to this episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.